Are you ready? <clears throat> I am. All right, on three, two, one. What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. One half of your favorite fat duo here, Mr. Tony Trujillo, with my other half, Mr. Austin Rawlison. Austin, buddy, how are you, man? I'm doing great. We're um, just a couple days out from Nikki Haley, officially Nancy Strait for president, and um, we had a lot of really great victories in some reorganizational meetings, so we're we're looking good. Dude, nice. So you're going to be out for a while. Where are you going? Just you say you're going to Arizona, or did you yeah. go to Arizona? Okay. I'm going back to Arizona. I've been in Arizona the past um, two weeks, and I'll go back for another two weeks. Oh, shit, man. That sounds like it could be exciting for you. Fucking, I would go. It's, Arizona ain't bad. It's hot as hell, but it's way better it than being the in the That's the most 20. important part. Dude, for real, I was fucking, um, I was chilling today, just kind of relaxing, because tax season, trying to get those done. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there going, like, I got all these streaming services, and I run into this problem all the time. So I figure, you know, I'll look and see if there's, like, a movie I actually want to watch. Something that's been on my mind. Typed in Rocky, and then, boom, all of them are right there on Paramount. I got excited. I was like, man, I love these movies. I haven't seen the first one in forever. I was watching it, and I was like, dude, I forgot how great this movie really is. This is a one-of-a-kind gem. It's, like, vastly different than the all the sequels that came after great fucking movie and the dude did not win i don't think a lot of people know that or have seen the original rocky have you ever seen any of those movies or at least the original yeah i've watched the first one the rest are okay i mean i tend to like them a little more because they get more exciting and more exaggerative but you know that's that's comes with the territory i mean it's fucking stallone but in the first one you can definitely hear his accent it's like thick as shit and everyone remembers that movie for the line of, yo, Adrian, I did it. Like, that's fucking, <clears throat> it was awesome. I just got excited to watch it. That's a good movie, man. Like, fucking, I don't, I never, I saw every single one except for the Creed movies. And I really have no desire to watch them because it's not about Rocky. Like, he's in it, but I'm like, or he's in the first two, he's not in the third one, apparently. Which is weird. I'm like, okay, so they have a Rocky Universe movie without Rocky. That sounds kind of stupid. But I never watched him because I was like, uh, I don't really care for Michael B. Jordan. I mean, he's a good actor. I'll give him credit, but I don't care to see a movie about Creed's illegitimate son or whatever the fuck the story is. So I've only seen, like, yeah, one through six. I think there's six of them. I think my personal favorite is Rocky Four, though, dude, with fucking Dolph Lundgren. That's where that famous meme came from. If he bleeds, he bleeds. <laughs> right. <laughs> fucking, or like they changed it. Like there's one like during COVID. It's like, oh, well, my job is an offering has pay and I have to go in. My die. Like if he dies, he dies. <laughs> but damn, we got to talk about. Uh, I mean, I guess boxing doesn't really go into football, but in terms of sports, we got to talk about Tom Brady because everybody's flipping out on Tom Brady. So what, he's retiring again, like officially? Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he came out and said, this time, it's for sure. He's retired. He's done. And it's the the last quarterback of that real generation. So it's a little bit sad, but, you know. Well, yeah, because like I said, I'm not a fan of the guy, but you can't fucking argue with that success, dude. You got to give him credit where it's at. Like, I mean, he's the go. Me and people, we argue about this all the time. Like, oh yeah, all that cheating he did. And I'm like, hold up, bro. Like, he got caught. That's different. Like, he got caught cheating because they all do it. But I mean, maybe not all of them. Yeah, there's definitely some grounds for argument there. But again, even after that, what was it like six rings or some shit like that? Fuck, they, yeah, he's one of the, he's one of the best, way better than fucking yeah, Peyton Manning. Tom Brady has won more Super Bowls than every just himself. 
than every other organization in right the NFL. <clears throat> How long was he out of his supposed retirement before? Wasn't it just this last year? No, like like th- two months. <laughs> he's like, I'm back. Then he was like, Nah, I'm, not. <laughs> I'm officially done. Well, he's what late forties now, early or mid forties. He's he's yeah, up he's there 40. in age now. Yeah, and that's a little too old to be playing football. Unfortunately, that's kind of when they start retiring. I mean, they kind of have to. That's a lot of wear and tear on the body. Uh, fucking say what you will about football. That shit's dangerous. It's like that's why I think they say they want you young because you got a good ten years in you at least, or more in some cases. Sean Elway wasn't he around for a while? Like, when did he fucking retire? Let me look this shit up. I like how, Elway. How old player. was John Elway when he retired? Yeah, probably in the thirties. Okay, so I mean, he became a successful businessman. He really didn't have to play football anymore. He's a good football player, like he's a legend too. But turns out he's a real piece of shit. My dad, um, when we were younger, my dad actually like met him and wanted his autograph, and the fucking guy handed him a card that had his autograph like pre-printed on it. And my dad was like, "What a piece of shit!" Like, how fucked up? He even like. Talk to my dad. I'd be, okay, yeah, thanks for being a fan. Real cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. Nothing. Just here's my card. And I just walked away. I was like, man, what a cock. And then, like, I know some people who have, like, worked in the industry, like, the Mile High Store, you know, the Elways, shit like that. And I've all had stories that are similar. Like, yeah, he's a real dickbag. But, you know, if I was like that, it wouldn't be a big deal. I think it's just because it's John Elway. It's a huge deal. But fucking, I can't believe that Brady is stepping down. But yeah, again, he's up there in age. There's something else I wanted to discuss, though, besides sports. What the fuck was it? <clears throat> something I've been following. Yeah, John Elway retired at, at 38. Okay, so yeah, like around the same time. That man is also a goat. Is uh, what's his name still around? Do they used to kneel a lot? Um, I have the name on the tip of my fucking toe. Tim Tebow. Is he still around? No, that man hasn't been in the NFL for like eight years. <laughs> what the fuck? He's that trash. A, that was then a cut short back, career. Then he came back. Someone could try to bring him back as a tight end two years ago. Right. And the very first play. He like goes, he gets completely run over and got cut the next day. And they were like, this isn't gonna work out, bro. And they just let him go. <laughs> Fuck. That fucking blows. Oh, uh, Jesus. I mean, was he ever really good? I know there was like a he had a no, huge following. No, but... he never was any good. He's trash. He's always been trash. He got no, carried sucked, by a defense. And a good receiving core. Um, the freaking dude won a football game where he threw three passes. Three passes. And he won the game. Damn. Now that and is what we trash. call Yeah, that is what we call the epitome of trash. What the fuck is going on with this Chinese spy balloon? The Have you been about this shit? Yeah, the goddamn spy balloon. They finally shot it down. Oh, that part I'm reading, yeah, because I'm like... They they wanted to wait till it was over water to shut it down so they could collect it and figure out what the hell it is. Right, be like, hey, what the fuck are we dealing with here? It's some sort of madness. So, I'm looking at it, though, and it's like China responds. Apparently, they're pissed. Well, they're Doesn't like, sh- oh... Sorry about that. That's just some dude's weather balloon. Yeah, they were saying it was something personal. I'm like, yeah, I call bullshit on that. Because we can't trust them motherfuckers anyway. I'm going to look up this article, though. <clears throat> Biden takes victory lap. When doesn't he? Let's see. Oh, excuse me. Without evidence that the balloon was a civilian object and the country was extremely upset by the action. 
How long was this thing floating around for? Quite a while. And we have proof that it's a... I mean, I don't think we really need proof because we can't trust these motherfuckers, but do we actually know it's a spy balloon? We won't know. They shot down over the water, so divers went and got it. They're supposed to study it, and then we'll find out. They open it up, and it's like, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, what the fuck? China will... Okay, so we pissed China off over a fucking balloon. Which, I mean, again, we can't really trust them. I mean, look what's going on with TikTok. I heard the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life at work the other day. This motherfucker was like, dude, watching TikTok makes me realize how shitty our education system is here. I'm like, oh, really? What was your first clue? And he's like, well, in China, they're actually learning about, like, finances and how great things can be if they take care of themselves. This now I'm like, dude, maybe? I think you got it wrong, though. I think it's more about how shitty we are and how amazing they are. Because let's face it, every country does that, including us. But it sounded a little too like, I think you're just watching too much TikTok, bro. You need to get rid of that shit. Hold on, wait a minute. I just found something. U.S. military confirmed second Chinese spy balloon is operational in sky what the fuck is happening this is breaking news okay one of the things that killed me was there's this video of winnie the pooh holding the balloon he's like floating away but he goes look it's xi jinping <laughs> that's fucked up <laughs> dude Okay, the U.S. Department of Defense claimed late Friday that it has identified a second Chinese spy balloon that is operating over the Americas right now. Uh, what are they going to shoot this one down to? Hold on, we now assess it's another Chinese surveillance balloon. What would they be surveilling, though? They're not, like, they already are surveilling us. Well, they went over Montana, and Montana has, like, most of the country's nukes. Oh, shit. Yeah, so that would make sense, why are they being so obvious about it with a fucking balloon? But the weirdest thing of all of it is they have satellites. Right. Like, that's why I'm like, why are they using balloons? Mm. They did not feel comfortable doing so and shooting it down because it could cause damage to civilians when it hits the ground. I mean, it's possible. We don't fucking know what's in that. Yeah, let's see here. Yeah, I thought it was funny they were talking about how they might they can't shoot it down because it might land on a civilian. I was like, what civilians? There's five people live in Montana. <laughs> like, they're doing nothing. <laughs> I would so like to maybe be the sixth, but... Let's see here. New report, fine. I'm just looking at these all fucking breaking news articles. I don't know. I, get, I go down rabbit holes. This is why I don't read news. New report finds that U.S. is more lenient on child sex changes than European countries. Well, let's just get this out of the way. Like, Europe sucks, but they got their shit taken care of in terms of this fucking crisis that we're currently dealing with. Like, I'm sure you've seen it. People's emails at work now, it's like he, him, they, them, and shit. Oh, my God. Speaking of they, them. Where it says, like, I'm going to put on the end of my emails, and it'll say my pronouns are I have a penis. I have a penis. Or Nick. Pronoun has slash penis. There we go. Oh, bro. I apologize for this fart. Jesus. Jesus Christ. (laughs) The chair moved. (laughs) I've been having these fucking farts all day long. We just got demonetized. The growing epidemic of AI porn. What is Matt Walsh up to? I love him, but man, he talks about the weirdest shit. I gotta get off Daily Wire. This is fucking with me. Oh, did you hear about fucking Ezra Miller? How the door is open if he wants further opportunity with DC. And they are releasing the movie, uh, The Flash. Which I've heard that 19 times. He's gonna punch somebody else and they're gonna be like, oh, actually, never mind. The whole state of Hawaii was like, I don't want to fight you, Flash. And he's like, yeah, I wouldn't want to fight me neither. And like, <laughs> He's just smacking the entire state, dude. Like, the fuck? What is with this guy? 
And every time I read these articles, it's like, they will work on them. I'm like, what do you mean they? Fucking, and then I get confused. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. This dude's like non-whatever. This shit's getting out of hand with the tranny stuff. I gotta watch what I say on this show, but it really is getting out of hand, dude. This shit is so annoying. It's everywhere now. Like, fucking movies, you know, like, we always talk about this. It's fucking everywhere. I was listening to a song. Apparently, it's like a, it's about the hate and intolerance towards trans. Meanwhile, it bashes Christianity. I was like, yeah, that's fucking, there we go. Oh, dude. I hate to keep changing subjects, but I keep like finding new shit to talk about that I've been dying to talk about with you. So fucking here's another one. So have you been watching that show, The Last of Us, on HBO? Oh, that made Ron Swanson gay? Dude, yeah, like full-on gay. So here's the thing. I had been dying to see this show because, as I mentioned before on the show, it was the only reason I wanted to buy a PlayStation to play that game. Because I did the one thing I always said I would not do because I thought it was stupid, and I went on YouTube... Then I watched the gameplay for both one and two, and I was like, this looks cool. Like, it looks like a fucking movie. I'm going to have to get these games. And then I found out they were only on PlayStation. I was like, motherfucker, I'm going to have to get a PlayStation. And then I saw they were making the move or the show, and I was like, all right, Pedro Pascal, hell yeah, I'll watch it. And I watched one episode with a buddy of ours named Aaron. We loved it. We thought it was dope. You know, Olivia was present. She wanted to watch it. I was like, bro, you're going to get scared. And she's like, no. She watched it. Smart-ass kid was like, Hell yeah, like, she understood everything. She's like, let's watch the next one. So we waited a week. We watched the next one. We're all still on board with it. Olivia still enjoyed it, and Chanel watched it with us, too. It was awesome. Well, we missed the third one for whatever reason, and then I was, like, <clears throat> hearing all this chit-chat from Ben Shapiro and other people about how it went, like, super woke or whatever. So I figured, let me watch it, though, because I don't want to, like, deprive my kid of something that could be good for her. And then I watched it, and, like, full-on gay love, man, like, Man on man spits on it like that. It was full on gay. That wasn't the biggest concern I had. I mean, I was definitely not letting my kid watch it, but I was like, okay, it's really an episode that doesn't do anything for the show. It doesn't go anywhere, but it ends where they talk about like how they're gonna outlaw um, <clears throat> something about not having babies anymore or whatever. So like, it's a political statement towards. Uh, abortion laws or whatever like you know it's it's no surprise the creators are super liberal so I mean it made sense but I was also like yeah we ain't watching this episode so I had to figure out how to lie to my daughter and be like you know what they forgot to release one we're gonna watch the new one sometime soon I gotta watch the fourth one now to see what the fuck happens because <laughs> it was it was good the first two episodes it was, it was really good but yeah that kind of took a turn for the worst I don't remember there being a gay character in the game, but, you know, again, liberal creators, so I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, HBO Max, dude, it's my favorite streaming service, but it is full of, like, woke shit. I'm like, and they all are. I mean, Paramount's even worse. Netflix has gone the same way. There's a meme about Netflix, too. It's like, all right, book adaption, all white people, comic book adaption, all white people, video game adaption, all white people, Netflix, Asian, black, trans. And you're like, yep, that's that's what they do. They fuck up them shows. Right. They cancel a lot of good shows too, man. I was watching one, I was pissed that it ended. It was called like Gangland Undercover or whatever. It's a true story about some dude that like, I talked about it a little bit and how I was enjoying it. There was two seasons and I was on like the... 10th episode and it just ended and it wasn't even done. It's because I looked it up and they canceled it. I was like, you motherfuckers. I don't even get to know what happens now. What the fuck? I hate that shit, dude. Like, I'm that guy. I wait for like numerous seasons before I watch it, but I don't look into it more. And then I watch it, not even realizing they canceled it at some point. So then I get no conclusion and I'm pissed. You know, I'm like, why did I even bother with this shit? Oh, we do got to talk about some anti-religion shit. So, you a fan of uh, M. Night Shyamalan at all, the director? I mean, he's got some good stuff. He, yeah, either, makes, like, he either makes the best movie of the year or the worst movie of the year. No in between. Yeah, he's like the epitome of hit or miss. So, his new one just came out, uh, Knock at the Cabin. Well, I did enjoy it. It was okay. Um, 
I read up on it a little bit though, so I guess it's like based on a book called uh, "The Cabin at the End of the World." I mostly wanted to see it because it's in my channel on, you know, hit or miss. But Dave Batista, he's done some wild shit, and he's getting better and better. And I gotta say, man, this movie, he carried the shit out of it. This is probably one of his best performances I've ever seen. Um, aside from that, though, you know, I read up on it. Uh, there was a book, and I read the book, and all the details and all that and just was like okay so the book definitely is different than the movie i was able to watch the movie on one of those like sites that give you like aids so yeah. like you know some dude was definitely recording in a theater but i still got to watch it it was okay it was you know it wasn't a bad movie i thought it was pretty good for m night Shyamalan, but the ending was stupid compared to the book so first off let me ask you this are you even going to see this movie probably not Okay, well, I'm going to spoil it. So, for those of you that don't know, Knock at the Cabin is a movie about a gay couple that take their adoptive Asian daughter. And I say Asian because it's important for the story. Her name is Wen. I guess it's not important, but, you know. So, anyway, you know, they take her to their uh, remote cabin just to kind of get away for a while. And uh, while they're there, the daughter, when she's approached by a very big man named Leonard, who's played by Batista. Big looking guy who the entire time looks oh, like a snapper. Oh, oh, this is the one where they have to pick a kid per per a person in their family to kill. Yes, like oh, she I'm sees. Probably... Theo will probably watch that one at some point. Okay, then I won't. I won't spoil it. But let's just put it this way. So yeah, they. She sees more people approaching behind him with weapons, and she freaks out, takes off because he's spending time with her, and they're getting along. She runs back to the cabin to tell her like parents, like, "Oh shit, there's people coming." They subdue them and tie them all up, and they're like, you know, hey, we have no intention of harming you, but we've been seeing visions, and we're here because your family's been chosen to provide a sacrifice to stop the apocalypse. Fun little fact, there's four of them that approach the cabin, so like, haha, four horsemen of the apocalypse. Right. So, you know, throughout the movie, we get the whole, like, we're not going to pick. People start dying. I'll leave it at that. Um. This movie, though, definitely had, like, anti-religious themes. <clears throat> and I wasn't, like, expecting that. But given the fact that the two main characters are gay, I should have thought more clearly about it. The good news is it doesn't bash religion completely. It's just one of the focal points. Kind of like that movie The Whale we saw, where they're, like, bashing the shit out of it. But it worked for the plot. Kind of how this is. It was okay. I, if I were to rate this movie, I'd give it, like, three and a half stars. I... I do say it's worth watching. You know, I had no complaints except for the ending. Because when I knew the ending of the book, I was like, damn, the book, the way the book ended, while it definitely was more political and bashed religion even more, like, it was more about fuck religion, the ending of the book was, like, way better than the fucking ending we got in the movie. I thought the movie ending was so stupid. But it's an M. Lights Jamlon film, so, you know, he's the epitome of hit or miss. This one was good. I thought it was way better than the last one he did old about all the people that go to an island and they all start aging fast and dying off. That was stupid. Uh, Glass, which is the third entry in his um, Unbreakable series, was kind of stupid. Like, I enjoyed it, but it was way too comical. And it was way too, like, comic bookish, which that's what those are. Like, if you haven't seen Unbreakable, it's about a guy that, like, he can't die. He's been in a fucking train wreck and he's the only one that survives no scratches he learns he's never been sick and that he can save people so he's able to like you know when people pass him he's able to see what's going to happen to them so he goes and saves the day he meets a guy who is um, called Mr. Glass Mr. Glass can basically if he falls his bones will break like easily he's got a disease but you know he can heal he ends up being the villain of our story we're supposed to get a sequel. We never did until, like, I don't know, 10, almost 15 years later when they did Split. The story about a man who had 23 different personalities, and he has one personality in particular known as The Beast. Right. That was a fucking phenomenal movie. That was good. And then the ending is the twist. We're like, holy shit, this is a sequel. It's unbreakable, and it's going to lead into a further story. So I'm, I'm looking. Glass Bones. I was looking forward to it. <laughs> every morning I break my legs. Every afternoon I break my arms. At night I lie awake in agony until my heart attacks put me to sleep. 
Well, Glass ended up being really dumb. I was like, man, not a, not a good payoff. That was stupid. But it might channel on for you. I got to say his best movie. Everyone says it's The Sixth Sense. I disagree. It's a good film. Definitely a fucked up ending. You just don't see it coming. And like I've always said, that movie pisses me off because Bruce Willis went to work for like every day for a whole year and he was dead the entire time. So that was fucked up. Um, I think that his best film of all time was Signs with Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix about the aliens, the cornfield and the fucking kids that can hear him through the monitor. Like that was a kick-ass movie. That movie scared the shit out of me. But then came The Village that was entirely stupid. I thought it was fucking ridiculous but you know i still enjoyed it i was like it's all right not it's not like the worst thing he's done after that though man he did a series of stupid movies the happening i think is his worst fucking movie about the greenhouse effect how people are killing themselves that was fucking dumb i only saw it to be honest because it was his first r-rated film and it had marky mark so i was like i have to see this but yeah you're talking about the happening yeah i was like to call it the fappening Mm. That movie sucked. That was his worst film. Aside from After Earth, the movie he did with Will Smith and Jaden Smith, and then The Last Airbender, I was pissed that he touched that. And Lady in the Water sucked, too. That was a terrible movie. He did do one called uh, The Visit. These two kids that go to stay with their grandparents at their uh, farmhouse or whatever, and it turns out the grandparents are not the real grandparents, and the mom... Like, she's getting calls from the kids, and she's like, dude, just chill out. Like, they're weird. I know. Just hang out with them. They're hippies. They're different. They're like, no, man, they act weird. They're doing weird shit at night, shitting themselves and all this stuff. The mom finally sees them in the background. She's like, that's not your grandparents. And it turns out, like, these two people murdered their grandparents and are just playing the roles. And they have, like, Alzheimer's and shit. Like, it was a weird fuck. It was a weird fucking movie. It was, like, a return to Shyamalan's form, but... It was eh. You know, it's decent. Like, he hasn't really had a hit. I think Split was probably his big hit since Signs. But yeah, Knock at the Cabin was okay. I recommend people see it. Maybe wait till it goes to streaming. There's another one I want to see, though, that's supposed to go to streaming called... Uh, well, it's on there now. It's called, like, Megan. Have you heard of this one about a fucking oh, AI doll? A little doll? Yeah. It goes all psycho and shit. It's basically like... Are there? Yes, it sounds like you're fighting. It looks creepy and it looks interesting, but the problem I have with it is it's PG-13, so I'm like, mm. We'll see. We'll wait on that. I did, however, watch a horror film last night that I'm pissed I wasted my time on. So this is a movie that won a bunch of awards. It's been, like, the most hyped film of the year in terms of the horror fan base. It was on Shudder. I'm like, I have Shudder. I could watch that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying this name right, so let me let me pull this up, make sure I'm actually pronouncing this shit right, and uh, I'll explain it. And hopefully you guys don't make the same mistake I did. So I think it's called Skinna, it's Skinna Marink, Skinna Marink or whatever, I don't fucking The best way to describe this movie is basically, um, it's like kind of like a found footage, but it's a film that shows a lot of like, the house that it takes place in it shows like shots of the house like doors stairways you see minimal activity with the human beings in it it really is annoying that's what pissed me off i watched like 20 minutes of it and i was like motherfucker this is making me mad i'm not seeing one person i just keep hearing them in the background talking all i keep seeing is stairways lights turning on fucking doors vanishing windows vanishing so the plot of this movie is two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing and all the windows and doors in their home have vanished. To cope with a strange situation, the two siblings bring pillows and blankets to the living room and settle into a quiet slumber party situation. They play well-worn videotapes and cartoons to fill the silence of the house and distract from the frightening and unexplainable situation. All the while, in the hopes that eventually some grown-ups will come to rescue them. However, after a while, it becomes clear that something is watching over them. So, really, this movie feeds off of your fears as a kid. We never are given an example of what's going on, what's killing everybody. Like, the dad and mom are clearly murdered. The mom's not even present. She just shows up towards the end, and you barely see her. You're like, what the fuck? This whole movie is just shots of, like, the edge of the bed, the fucking hallway, the front door. And you see shit vanishing, and then you see, like, 
weird shit in the walls and like you just don't see any person in it though and you can hardly hear them talk and it ends where like well the older sibling disappears because she's called into the living room from the basement she goes upstairs and doesn't come back the youngest sibling the boy goes up and looks for her finds her with no mouth and no eyes whatever entity is in the house talks to him and says like you know she didn't listen so now you need to obey go cut your eye out he does that and tries to call the police the police are like, why are you whispering? And he can't explain what's going on. And then, for whatever reason, the phone turns into a toy phone. And the entity in the house, literally a dark shadow that appears in the wall with no face, starts talking to him and says, go to sleep. And he asks what the name is, and it says, go to sleep. And then, basically, it ends. Like, the boy probably dies. It is a weird film that doesn't explain shit. It is creepy at times, but it's slow as fuck. It's like an hour and a half of this shit. Shot for shot, minimal human activity. And it is super frustrating. I was like, God damn it, I was so mad. Like, this had potential. The way they filmed it was annoying, though. And it takes place in 1995. So, like, they shot it with this really weird, like, it looks like a movie from 95. That's how fantastic it was done. But again, minimal human interaction. You hear them in the background. You see, like, their legs every now and then. But it is literally in our house film, shot for shot, and it fucking pissed me off. I was really pissed. I ended up reading on it because I didn't want to finish it. And I was like, okay, I'll watch the last five minutes. And again, you barely see anything. And it's like, damn it. I am so sick and tired of not knowing what the fuck is going on. I'm tired of looking at the wall. I'm tired of looking at the stairway. I'm tired of looking at the entryway. Like, put some shit in there, and they don't. But again, it feeds off fears, especially the child. Like I, like I said, I read into it, and the director was like, I wanted to make a movie that plays on your fears as a kid. What's downstairs? What were to happen if your parents went missing? What if you heard things, but you couldn't explain it? What if doors started vanishing? Like, just shit that you fucking freak out about as a kid. Like I said, it could have had potential. It really pissed me off. I might try to watch it again, but that shit made me mad. Yeah, no, it sounds like it is was disappointing. It was super disappointing, dude. Like, and I read all the reviews. It was like down the middle. Half were like, great fucking movie, terrifying. The other half was like, bitch, I wasted my time. And they were, some of them were mad. Like, I don't understand these eight star reviews and five star because this movie sucks. <laughs> like, I read one, and he was like, dude, this is the perfect example of Hollywood banking in on the indie film by word of mouth. Because this movie won awards. It was technically a success. It's a Canadian film. And again, word of mouth, it was like the most terrifying film of the year. It was, I heard it everywhere. It was on all these streaming platforms, and I finally watched it. I was like, this movie sucked. I just didn't, I wasn't digging the fucking, the entire film being different shots of the house with nobody in it, and then you can hear them in the background like that. That was super annoying. That made me mad. I was like, dude, what the fuck? And the point was to freak you out, and you don't really know what's happening, but you follow along. And some people said they were drawn into it, and I was like, yeah. I was drawn into the fact that shit was disappearing. You see that, but then you're like, how come I haven't seen this fucking kid? I haven't seen his face, like, once. I've seen his knees. I've seen him sitting. I've seen a chair upside down on the fucking ceiling. I hear things in the house, but, like, I don't fucking see anything. It's a movie you have to watch with headphones, and that's extremely aggravating. So, skin them in a rink or whatever the fuck it's called. Don't watch it. <laughs> like, don't fucking watch it. If you have Shudder, don't watch it. It's not worth the time. Do we, off- talk- mm-hmm. we talk about the fact that our boy, Brendan Fraser, has been nominated for an Oscar? For that's best pretty badass. No, that's badass, dude. I know I heard about that. I was like, fuck yeah. He better win. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I had an argument the other day with somebody who said that Brenda Fraser gained all that weight. That was clearly a fat suit. I was like, <laughs> dude, the prosthetics. And he's like, no, he gained that weight. He got fat. Like, not that fat. Jesus. No, not that fat. Like, he's definitely a larger man now and he is pretty big, but like, that fat dude in that movie was on the verge of death, like, right away. You knew he was going to die. So, like, there's no way he got that big. They would have had to have a fucking crane lift him up through all those scenes. Like, there's no way he got that big. 
And I think about that movie more and more, and I'm still mad that it wasn't like a success story. I legit thought it was going to be about how he's like, I can't do this anymore and loses weight. Totally different movie. It was still good, though. Like I said, I enjoyed it. But Brendan Fraser deserves that award. Been saying it for so long. Protect this man at all costs. Fucking great movie. Great actor. I want to see him do more. Like, there's talks about him being in <clears throat> in the fourth Expendables movie, supposedly, to replace the Harrison Ford character, which is funny because Harrison Ford replaced Bruce Willis to play this character. It's not a hard role to fill. It's literally just like a fucking shadow government figure. So anybody could play that role, basically, because he has no name. He has no purpose, except for he's like the one that's handing down this operation to Stallone and his boys. So it's not hard to do, but seeing Frazier in that would be fucking dope. Because he was in a movie recently where he plays like a... He's kind of like a mafia figure. And I read up on it. Apparently the guy that directed The Whale said that he was interested in Brendan Fraser playing the role because he had seen him in that movie I mentioned in a few episodes where it's called like journey to the end of the night. And it takes place in like, I think it's Bangkok. It's somewhere in Thailand. Like basically Brendan Fraser is a, like a, a pimp. They run like a brothel. Tim and his dad, who's played by Scott Glenn or Glenn Scott. Oh, I don't fucking know which name. he's got two first names, but Two good actors. The entire movie is about how Brendan Fraser wants out, and he's going to rob his dad, take him for everything he's got, take his dad's girl, who he's been sleeping with, and they're going to run off to America. It's an indie film, but it was fucking phenomenal. Like, Brendan Fraser is a dick in it. Like, he's pretty evil, too. Like, you can see that he's like, I'm going to kill my fucking father. It was a good movie, but it's one that no one had ever seen because indie films, a lot of them don't get seen for, like, years, basically. Right. And because of the whale, people are watching this movie now. I'm like, yeah, this movie came out in like 05 or 06, like right around its decline. So, I mean, you know, it's a fucking awesome movie. I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, is that fucking Brendan Fraser? That, that Encino Man? What the hell? Like, is that the fucking, is that O'Connor or whatever the fuck his name is? <laughs> it was a good movie, but, you know, he's just now getting recognized again. And that makes me sad. I'm like, dude, I grew up off Brendan Fraser with the mummy. Fucking Monkey Bone was the shit. Did you ever see Monkey Bone? Um, which one's that? It's hard to explain. It's like a, he gets trapped in a cartoon, or it's like a cartoon character that, uh, let me look this up, actually. It's like, it's been, like, years since I've seen it. I don't think so. The last thing I watched was that one where he's, like, being raised by his dad, like, all secluded, and then he gets out. <clears throat> oh, um, blast from the past. That's a good one, dude. There's a freak. The freaking um thing on TikTok is going around of him walking down the street and seeing that um news the um male the male oh, lady, yeah. and he goes, "Oh my lucky stars, a Negro." Yeah, a Negro. <laughs> so this one actually dude, okay. Excuse me. This one came out in 2001, so it was a long-ass time ago, but it was in its heyday, and uh, it was terrible. A lot of people hated it. I loved it. It, was, it got like a, It's a 4.8 on IMD. It's a cheesy film, but it's fucking hilarious. It's Okay, so he's a cartoonist that's trapped in a coma, and while in his coma, he's trapped within his underground creation he made, and he's got to find a way to get out. It's called Monkey Bone. And it's about, like, this, it's this wild monkey. And Brendan Fraser plays, like, numerous different roles in the movie. Like, different characters he created. It's fucking funny. But it's so cheesy. And, yeah, it didn't do well. I'm looking at it now. I had him. Bridget Fonda was in it. The voice of Monkey Bone was that John Turturro, whatever his name is. Another good actor. Uh, oh, yeah. Chris Catton or the dude from Corky Romano was in it. <laughs> Corky Romano, dude. Did you ever watch that movie, Corky Romano? No, I didn't do that one. Dude, it's, it's fucking funny. It's stupid, but it's so funny. It's uh... So for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Chris was on SNL, and then he was in A Night at the Roxbury with Will Ferrell, short guy. He's been in a lot of shit, but this one I'm talking about, Corky Romano, let me find this shit. Who all was in this with him? This one was funny as hell. No, I'll just fucking IMD it. I don't know why I'm looking at his bio. 
Yeah, Corky Romano. So the loser son of a mafia honcho must go undercover for the FBI. It's got Chris as Corky Romano, Peter Falk as his dad. Uh, Peter Berg was in it too as Paulie Romano. Chris Penn's in it as Peter Romano. Fred Ward was in it too. Actually, there's a bunch of people that was in this movie. It was that's another one that didn't do well. It's like a four point seven on IMD, but it's a classic. It's got like a cult following. It's decent. I'd check it out. I mean, if you're looking for a movie to kill time, something to make you laugh, that's one of them. Because in my opinion, there's not a good lot of good movies out these days. It's hard to find a good one. All the good ones you want just aren't out yet. We have yeah, a shit ton. For movies, though. What's up? So this this year's going to be crazy for movies, though. Oh, yeah, it is, dude. There's a shit ton that I'm looking forward to. I think number one on my list is John Wick Chapter 4. I'm fucking stoked. I love Keanu, dude. Like, they moved this shit back so far for Matrix 4, which ended up being super disappointing. But John Wick Chapter 4 is definitely on my list. What's the other one I'm looking forward to seeing? Um for the Ant-Man Quantumania? I do want to see that because I watch the Ant-Man movies. I like Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. He's funny. It's an interesting story, too. I mean, I didn't really read the Ant-Man comics, so I can't shit on it, but it was a pretty good movie. I'm slowly watching the Marvel movies so I can kind of better understand it. I actually had to look it up online and see, like, what order they go in. Because they're, like, you know, there's, like, a certain way you got to watch them, I guess. I think right now I'm just now watching a... Fucking what is that? Oh, yeah, I'm just now watching Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 or whatever, the second one. It's a it's a process. Some of them are hard for me to sit through, but some of them I also enjoy because a good superhero film has a lot of action, a lot of heart, some comedy, but mostly a lot of heart. Like, there's a theme in there about, like, why they do what they do and the repercussions of it, too. I mean, that's all the ingredients. And there's so much going on, too, with, like, you know, them involving Daredevil and the Punisher from Netflix to the Marvel Universe. I'm looking forward to that. There's oh, another... Yeah, All Quiet on the Western Front remake. They've got a new one. Oh, shit. It's Damn. probably so good. There's a, uh, a horror film I really want to see that's coming out soon called The Boogeyman. It's, it's actually... In, it's adapted from Stephen King's short story... Of the same name from his uh, 1970-something novel called Night Shift. It had a bunch of short stories. That's the book that changed my life. The Boogeyman was a good story, too, because it's unlike what you're used to hearing. Because, you know, we have a ton of movies called The Boogeyman. And they all fail miserably at capturing what we're afraid of as kids. This one I'm looking forward to, though, because it looks like they expanded on the short story. So, like, the short story is basically about... It starts with a guy who's going to a therapist because, like, all three of his kids have been murdered by an entity in their room. And he goes through, like, each one, how, like, they were all similar. He'd wake up hearing them choking. He'd go in there and eventually he'd find them dead. And they would uh, rule it out that the baby or the child, because one of them was a baby, but they'd rule out that each kid died in their sleep or, like, you know, crib, which was common, especially in those days. But each time he'd find, like, weird shit in the bed, like hay and dirt. And for a while, one of his kids, like, the Kotaku was like, no, uh, dad, dad, no, closet, like, scary man. And, like, he was like, this shit's just weird. And, like, he lost a couple kids, and he was like, there's something that killed my children. And he believes, like, he's like, I know how crazy I sound, but I believe it was a boogeyman. It was a form of boogeyman that took my children. And the short story ends where he's about to leave the therapy session and when he goes out hears the sound in the therapist's um, room so he goes back in and the therapist is no longer in the therapy in the therapist's clothes he's like out of the body and he's the boogeyman that killed his kids and he's laughing and the guy just is like horrified that's how it ends but it's a good short story looks like the movie though is a little different it looks like it's the same kind of like setup where he's going to a therapist to talk about this creature but it's not about how it killed his kids it's more about how it's torturing his current kid and the kid's like afraid to go to bed and they show little shots of how the boogeyman looks and it's actually pretty cool 
Uh, the only problem I have with it is fucking PG-13. And I'm like, dude, a movie like that needs to be rated R. But the story is he's got to figure out what's trying to haunt his kid. And he learns that it's an entity that's been killing kids for years because, of you know, he runs into other people that have the same problem, blah, blah, blah. So that one I want to see, in the, the Boogeyman, Stephen King. And then they got the 952nd Scream coming out. Oh, I know. I don't know if I want to see that, though, because the last one, simply titled Scream, even though it's Scream 5, which is funny because it was called Scream and the new one's Scream 6. I'm like, you guys got to jump past the fact that that's okay, whatever. But the last one I didn't want to see because I was like, um, I loved Scream 4, but it didn't do anything for the franchise and I was fine with them just keeping it closed. I ended up loving it. I thought it was the best sequel of them all. I was like, dude, this one was great. Good story. I knew they were going to make more, though, because of it, because we have a new cast. They killed Dewey in the last one, so I was like, all right, he's finally dead. And then it turns out fucking Neve or Nav Campbell, whatever the fuck her name is, that plays Sydney, isn't going to be in this one because she felt robbed of her paycheck from the last one, and she was asking for a lot for the new one. So they're like, yeah, we're going to go without her. And the setting has changed from Woodsboro, the town it takes place in, to New York. I'm like, anytime they move the setting, it usually sucks. But it's all the surviving younger characters from the first or the last one. And then I think Courtney Cox plays Gail Weathers again in it, but like in a smaller role. To be fair, she was in a smaller role in the last one because the last one, Dewey, Gail, and Sydney are all like background characters. Sydney doesn't even show up until the very end. Same with Gail. Like, she shows up, like, halfway through the movie. Dewey's in it for, like, most of it, but it's, like, not really on him. It's the kids. And, again, it was awesome, but I was like, this new one, I don't know if I want to see it because they're barely going to have Gail in it. I know they have the Hayden Pianetier, fuck her name is, from Heroes. She was in Scream 4, and technically she did die in it, but we don't actually see her die. She just gets stabbed and then dude like lets her go and she falls and we're led to believe she bled out but i guess in the last screen movie there's a scene where one of the characters is watching youtube clips of all the of all the movies that take place within the movie so like in the scream universe there's a series called stab which is the true story of each event from each film so it's like a movie within a movie but he's looking up all these movies on youtube and he sees a clip that says woodsboro survivor tells her story and it's the character that Hayden played. Now she's in this one. So I was like, okay, that'll be kind of interesting, but not enough to not enough to justify me going to see it. But my buddy Chance wants to go because he loves these movies like me. And I was like, Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. <clears throat> I told him maybe. I don't the know. movie we gotta go watch is the new Shazam. Yes, I want to see that. I saw the trailer for that. That looks fucking cool. I loved the last one. That was a good movie. Not sure I want to see the new Joker. Like the Super Mario's movie is going to be trash. Yeah, I heard that um, a lot of people aren't happy with how it looks thus far. And I think... Wait, who plays Mario? Isn't it Chris Pratt? Yeah. Well, look at it like this. They got Mario, Pikachu, and Sonic. They're really bringing that universe together at some point. I've got a feeling that's what they're trying to do. Then we got the new Gardens of the Galaxy. That's going to be fun. And the second and the second Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. That's going to be awesome. Well, Tobey Maguire's back in it, right? No, it's, this is the animated one from Sony. Mm. With Miles That's Morales. Right. Miles Morales, yeah, the black Spider-Man. That was actually pretty good. I watched that, the animated one. I went home and watched it after we saw uh, No Way Home. But I'd heard they were doing another Spider-Man with um, Tom Holland and, like, supposedly Tobey Maguire was supposed to be in it again. I'm like, that'd be kind of cool. Then I would love to. The Go Disney movie called Elemental. God knows what that's going to be about. Disney and their shit. And then we have I... 150-year-old um, Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Hopefully that's a time dial because he's got to turn back time for him to be relevant again. Indiana Jones in the afternoon nap. <laughs> As I've been calling it, like, Indiana I don't know if I'm going to see it. It's early bird special. I don't know if I'm going to see it, man, because 
Kingdom of Crystal Skull really left a bad taste in my mouth. That movie sucked. I mean, it would have been fine if they didn't have the UFO shit and the aliens. I know they had to do something different, but I was like, no, nah, dude, just go back to the origin. Like, let's let's not do this again. That sucked. And so I'm like worried. And then like, I'm sure you read up on it. The original idea was to have Chris Pratt play him in a remake. I was on board with that. I was a little skeptical, but I was like, hey, I'd, I'd rather see that than Harrison Ford again. Apparently he's back. And I was like, bro, this better be like his last one. Because I was led to believe in the last one he was going to give it to fucking Shia LaBeouf. That's what it sounded like it was going to be. And they just was like, no, that movie sucked. We're not making another one. Seemed like they were kind of like, oh, yeah. Um, Shia LaBeouf kind of sucks. <laughs> like, we made a mistake. I like Shia LaBeouf, but he's not the best actor. I think his best role I've ever seen him in was Fury with Brad Pitt, Michael Pena, and a bunch of people. That was a Logan Lerman was in it. That's a good one. World War II movie. I love war movies. Um, there's no one. I was just looking up on it. Uh, Oppenheimer also coming out this year. Which one? Oppenheimer, the one about the guy who invented the... Um, oh, the yeah, the, the Nolan movie, dude. Killian Murphy's in that shit. I want to see that. Everybody's talking about how great it's going to do, how how big of a box office it's going to have in America. This guy's like, I really hope it just doesn't bomb in Japan. <laughs> That's fucked up. I really hope it doesn't bomb in Japan. <laughs> Last time they opened up the sun. <laughs> Bro, Nolan makes good fucking movies. I was a little disappointed with his last one, Tenet. I think it's because, if I remember correctly, it didn't go to theaters. I think I think it was in theaters, like limited screening, and then they did the straight to digital because it was during COVID. But the movie was, like, really weird. Like, people complained about Inception being hard to follow. Tenet was hard to follow. Shit was going backwards as it was going forwards. Like, it's a cool concept, but you're like, at some point, it's got to make sense. It was a funky one. I did love his movie, uh, Dunkirk. A lot of people I know hated it. It was still a success, but a lot of people hated it because there was barely any talking in it. And I was like, dude, that didn't even bother me. It was literally the visuals of how fucked up it is for this person during, I think it's World War One or World War Two. Yeah, it's like, <clears throat> it's around that time frame, one of those. But it's about, like, the war. You know, like, it's about this dude right. trying to survive. Like, it's a good fucking movie. If you love war movies, Dunkirk is definitely it. it 1917 is a good one, too. And then we have the last movie I could um, that I see here that's going to be big is that Barbie movie with Margot Robbie. I'm probably going to see it just for the sake of taking my kid to see it. My biggest thing is I'm like, this movie is really going to suck. I mean, who knows? It could be pretty funny. My biggest thing is I'm like, what the fuck? Margot Robbie, really? But I guess, you know, it kind of works. I mean, Ryan Gosling is, Ken is perfect. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking Ken. It's live action too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's Ryan Gosling Margot Robbie. Oh, no. I know Will Ferrell's in it, too. Will Ferrell's in the Barbie movie? Yeah, I don't know what role he plays, do, but it it looks so stupid. <laughs> like, let me look this up. Who all is in this shit? Barbie. There's another one I want to see, too, though, that's like... I don't know when they're going to do another Cloverfield movie. That last one sucked. Ted no, 10 Cloverfield Lane was great. The one that came after the Cloverfield Paradox just blew. There is, uh, yeah, it says Will Ferrell's in it, but it doesn't say what he's doing. Yeah, it's him. Ooh, Michael Sarah, dude. That might be good. I like Michael Sarah. He's stupid, but he's funny as hell. Who else is in this? There's a bunch of people in here. Some unknowns. But the idea that they got fucking Ryan Gosling as Ken is hilarious. Dude, Will or um, Will Ferrell was a producer on the menu. Yeah, dude. Him and Adam McKay, whatever. Uh, well, Adam McKay, I think, if I remember correctly, he's the one that directed it. But they you know what? I heard that show, The Shrink Next Door, with him and Paul Rudd. Yeah, that's a good one, dude. That's a crazy show. It's on I was Apple. watching it. 
don't have Apple TV, and there's like, I'm thinking about getting Apple TV because there's so much crap on Apple TV I want to watch now. Oh yeah, dude, you got to see Ted Lasso. That one's amazing. I can just give you my login if I have Apple TV. I just know that Walmart has a billion things on clearance, and it's all Ted Lasso stuff. Oh yeah, dude, Ted Lasso was a great show. Like, I don't know why they halted season three, but you know, season two was phenomenal. Season one was excellent. I ended up falling for it. It just sounded stupid. I was like a football coach going to teach rugby. That sounds retarded. I watched it, dude, and it's like he's like the dude that you wish you had as a coach and as a dad. Like he's a charming, funny motherfucker. Like Jason Sudeikis, or whatever the fuck his name is. He was great. That was a good show. There's another one on there too. Uh, Adam Scott's in it. It's about like a. It's called Severance or whatever. It's where in the future you get a chip implanted in you. So when you go home, you don't know what you did at work. And then when you go to work, you don't know what you do at home. Right. It's to separate your life and all that. And it's the concept. Like as the show goes on, you learn how depressing it really is. Yeah. It's fucking, it's crazy. Cause they talk about it. Like, so we don't remember anything when we go home. And he's like, no, it's almost like we live here. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That sounds fucking horrible. And they go into it. Like how terrible it really is. That's a good one. That's on Apple TV. Did you hear that um, they're going to do another Dirty Harry movie? Oh, boy. With who? So Clint, East, Clint Eastwood is going to direct it, but his son Scott Eastwood is going to play Dirty Harry. It's going to be a sequel to the very last one they did. But he's a billion years old. Yeah, I know. That's why his son Scott Eastwood is going to play Dirty Harry. Okay, cool. Right, I'm, I'm on board with that because Scott Eastwood's a good actor. He looks just like his dad. He's young. Uh, Dirty Harry was a little bit older in the last film they did. I think the last one they did was the Deadpool. Yeah, it was with him and Jim Carrey was in it. He's like a rock star. Um, but yeah, Dirty Harry was like much older in that one, so I don't know how they're gonna pull that off with Scott Eastwood. But instead of doing like a remake and a reboot, they want to continue the story. But Scott Eastwood will play Dirty Harry, and Clint Eastwood will direct. That's the story so far. But we'll see. I like those movies. Um, <clears throat> the first two are the best, but. The rest are kind of like, eh, you know, like Clint Eastwood, but he's old as fuck, like in his 80s, and he's talked about doing more movies and hasn't slowed down. I'm like, bro, you've done it all. It's time to calm down and relax. Like, what do you need to keep doing movies for? Right. That guy's passionate, dude. Fucking movies galore, man. That's this whole episode. <laughs> it's because there's so much going on, dude. I can't wait to review a lot of these. Um... What movie did I watch recently that I thought I thought it was okay? Um, shit, I'm drawing a blank here. Oh, uh, just a quick wrestling rundown. Raw was kind of like, eh, but SmackDown came on and fucking Sami Zayn attacked Roman Reigns. Is like, I want what you have, and you know, I wasn't like this before, but. Basically, you know, he's like, you fucked me over and now I'm coming after you. So, unfortunately, I'm really not looking forward to this, but it's moving the story along pretty well. We're going to see Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber. So, that, it sounds stupid. I'm on board with this story about Sami Zayn turning on them. And I like that they have Jey Uso kind of walking away from the bloodline and no one knows where he's at. But the plan is Cody Rhodes versus Roman at WrestleMania because Cody won the Royal Rumble. So we'll see what happens. I have no predictions of what's going to happen in the Elimination Chamber. I imagine that Roman's going to win. They're going to beat up Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens will come out and help him, and they'll challenge the Usos at WrestleMania for the tag team belts or whatever. AEW, there's not a lot going on right now. No, Nothing worth talking about anyway. But, uh, yeah, shit, that's all I got to add to that. Um, I will say, I've been saying this, if you haven't seen Tulsa King yet, watch that shit. Anyone listening, Tulsa King is fucking awesome. That's worth checking out. That's the only reason I got fucking Paramount. Well, that's not true. There's a bunch of shit on Paramount I like, but I've got so many streaming services, dude. I had to rank them. We should probably rank these at some point. Like, that sounds kind of interesting. 
sounds stupid, but it could be fun. Right now, my top favorite number one is HBO Max. I can't let that go. Um, otherwise, we have hit the end of the road. But for those of you that are listening, thank you for supporting us. Ten Cent Beer Night podcast. We appreciate you, Ryan J. Sharp. Appreciate you guys as well. Those yeah, Gaspos Bros Pod, they've been really, these guys have been really a big part of our support. They're all doing what we're doing, you know, like uh, just on social media, living our lives, and they're, you know, doing their own podcast, but they're really being involved in our Great Girls podcast page, especially on Instagram. Um, but thank you to you guys. And uh, if you guys like what you heard here, you can check out more at thegreatgrowthpodcast.com. That is our backlog of every episode we've ever done, including the great Halloween specials. Those are my favorites, personally. I've had a few hits, too. Uh, we talk about a lot of shit. I think one of my favorite episodes in particular is when we talk about abortion, when we talk about gun control and things like that. There's a ton of these. You just got to go to thegreatgrowthpodcast.com. I am Tony. Awesome, buddy. It's been fun, but I will see you on the next one. Adios.